Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is what happens at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, if you watched the program yesterday, this is going to make a whole lot more sense. <clears throat> and if you didn't, then I'd recommend you go watch it. And yeah, I'm still fighting a bug. Pray for me. Anyway, I also want to invite you, if you are a prophecy student, if you listen to Prophecy Club on an occasional basis, and you are either visiting the DFW area, or especially if you live here in the DFW area, then let me invite you to come to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540 K Avenue in Plano, Texas. And I invite you to come in Sunday morning at 1015. You walk in at Coffee and Donuts and meet some other prophecy students. If you're a prophecy student, this is the church you want to be attending. So we'd love to have you some Sunday morning, 1015 for Coffee and Donuts. All right. Married Supper of the Lamb. So we're going to start with Matthew 22, 1. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. Now this is what the Lord has done. He's explaining this. Sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. That would be the Jews, the sons of Abraham. But they would not come. In other words, many of them wouldn't receive Jesus. So consequently, they aren't coming. And again sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them what you are bidden. Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed. All things are ready. Come into the marriage. I think that that was when Jesus first um, rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm to another whose merchandise. And they do that in America right now. So many people call themselves Christians, but they don't attend church. They don't support the church. They don't try to build the kingdom of God. They're out going to football games and basketball games and watching America's Got Talent and other foolish things. And the remnant took his servants and retreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their cities. I think that's talking about what happened in 70 A.D., when the Romans came down and burned Jerusalem. And he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which are bidden are not worthy. Go ye therefore to the highways, and as many shall you shall find bid to the marriage. In other words, this is the gospel being taken to the Gentiles. So those servants went out of the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. Wait a minute. Are you saying there's both bad and good at the marriage supper? Yes, because anybody that is washed in the blood of Jesus, that is, quote, ready. Remember the parable, gets to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, let's jump to the next scripture talking about it. This one is really important. It says, in the third day, meaning that after Jesus was crucified, the first thousand years was one day, second thousand years, second day. And in the third day, means after 2,000 years, that's when the marriage supper takes place. Now, the question is, when started the clock? Was that at Jesus' birth, at his death, his burial, his resurrection? What year exactly was that? Well, some people say 2 B.C., 3 B.C., 
Uh, so there's a lot of questions about it. But I do think that we are probably now in the third day. So it says, in the third day, in other words, this is a repeating prophecy. In the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples were discipled. Both Jesus and us are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Who calls them? That would be the Father, just like the parable just said. The Father called people into the marriage. The Father threw a marriage for his son. And his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, now what is wine? Remember, hurt not those with the oil and the wine. The oil is representative of those that are washed in the blood of Jesus, those that are saved. The wine represents those that are filled with the Holy Ghost or specifically glorified. The ultimate fulfillment will be when we're glorified in our glorified body. <clears throat> and when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said to them, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto his servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Meaning, when we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, we get to watch Jesus, and he is filled up to the brim with the morning star. Then about four months later, when we return with him, when he releases the morning star, when he blows with the breath of his nostrils, okay, when he brandishes his sword, when that comes out, everybody that's going to get the glorified body then gets it. That's the way it works. And he said unto them, Dry out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not which it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. In other words, Jesus has kept back the good body until we get the glorified body. And that happens on the Feast of Trumpets. That have, happens at Armageddon. This is the beginning of miracles that Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. So when does Jesus get his glory? It's saying Jesus gets his glory at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, let me show you this chart. I covered this yesterday. This is in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. In the back of it, it has these charts. Here's one chart. Here's the other chart. So you can see these charts. Very clear. Have time to study them. As a matter of fact, you can even get larger charts. If you go to the Watchman's Package, you can get big two-foot by three-foot charts, versions of this. And these are the updated charts. Now, how do you know they're updated? Because the updated charts have these right here. Boom. If you see those red squares there, that means that's the updated chart. Now, let me explain this chart. So, the audible voice said, the seven seals 
play over seven years, and that concludes here on the Feast of Trumpets. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Let me say it again. The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Now, as I explained yesterday, when the angel flies through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to every people, nation, language, and tongue, and he cries with a loud voice, saying, Fear God and give glory unto him, for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made heaven and the, the seas and the fountains of waters. And I believe every ear on the planet hears that. Then, the next day, probably, or thereabouts, it might be two or three days, but within a few days, that's when the Russians hit America and take America out. As Vicky Goforth Parnell described, as the bombs come down, we go up. That matches with my understanding here. Now, let me go to the next chart here to kind of give you a little bit better vision of what you're looking at. Okay, so this is the last seven months from here to here. This is seven years from here to here. Okay, we're going to zoom in on this part. So here's the everlasting gospel. And then the next day, let me show you a different chart. This is the different chart. It's, this is the last seven months from here to here. The last seven months, Armageddon takes place here. The next time Jesus returns here is in his lamb body. I covered this yesterday. He comes down in a lamb body. He walks around. He resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys, walks around with him for 50 days. Then on the 50th day, probably, or maybe the 49th day, the everlasting gospel is preached. Then on Pentecost, we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and that's what we're going to talk about here today. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, what happens? And then about four months later, we return on white horses with Jesus for Armageddon. Then the earth shakes for ten days, that's here. And then at the great white throne, this is those that are dead, not in Christ. At the great white throne, and they report there, uh, and then five days later is when the New Jerusalem comes down. Let me show you a close-up of this same chart. So again, Jesus comes down in a lamb body, resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys, then we go to the marriage supper of the lamb here, which we're about to talk about, and then four months later we ride on white horses back here to see Armageddon. And then there's 10 days of shaking, then the great white throne, and then the new Jerusalem comes down later. Now, let me go to the scriptures again. Now, let's jump to Revelation 18. This is the last verse, and I choose this verse because this tells you, let me back up. Okay, so, everlasting gospel here. There's Babylon fallen one, then there's Babylon fallen two. What's the difference? Babylon fallen one happens here when we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's because of sins in the church. That's what Dimitri was told. That's the Russians attacking America with nuclear bombs. Then after that, the very next day is the mark warning. If anybody worship the beast and his image, receive his mark on his forehead, and then same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God that is poured out without mixture into the all of that. Okay, then. About four months later, <clears throat> that's the Babylon fallen too. 
This is the destruction when Jesus returns. Jesus does this destruction. The Russians do this one. This one is done because of the killing of the Christians. Sins in the church, killing of the Christians, to get that clear. This is the judgment seat of Christ or the Bema seat. This is when we get our glorified body. All right, now, let's go back to the scriptures. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and all that were slain upon the earth. In other words, America is supposed to be the shining city on the hill. She is supposed to be that wall that holds back the devil from killing Christians around the globe. And she doesn't do it. She falls. So as a result, God puts all of the blame of all of the people that didn't get saved, all of those people that blame is put on America because we were supposed to be the ones carrying the gospel to the world. Now, verse chapter 19. And after these things, meaning after the fall of America, this is the Russian attack of America takes place right in here. The bombs land right in here. After these things, or I will say it this way, after the Russian bombing of America, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation, glory, honor, power to the Lord our God. Why? Because he has judged, judged America. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he has judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. This is the destruction of evil America. Again I said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever, and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. This is a picture of us at... Let me get this straight. This is a picture of us once we are at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And this is the very first thing we hear when we're there. We hear, praise our God, all his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. That's not the 144,000 alone. That does include them. But this is a picture of us when we are at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Those who are ready went into the marriage. I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, the voice of many waters. That's how many people are there. At the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and give honor unto him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. This is Pentecost. And his wife has made herself ready. That's us. Those that are ready went in, you see. And her is granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. I remember when Henry Groover was taken to heaven in his DVD, which you can watch at watchprophecyclub.com, um, called Seven, I think it was Six Hours in Heaven. He said he saw that the garments that people were wearing were glowing and glistening, and he said that it's like they were alive. It wasn't something dead. Everything in heaven was alive. And he said, and as you got close to that person, the garment that they are wearing began to introduce to you who this was and the things that they'd done for the Lord Jesus. I thought that was very interesting. And he said to me, right, blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
Not everybody is called. That's the reason it says in Revelation 14, 3, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Because they, they weren't ready to go into the marriage supper of the Lamb, so they didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, but they're still saved, their works still follow them. So that's another confirmation that the church has now, those that are ready, <coughs> gone to the marriage supper of the Lamb. All right, now let's go to the next verse here. And I saw in the night visions, now let's jump to Daniel chapter 7. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. This is a picture of Jesus being brought before the Father at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve and obey him. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. In other words, he now is in charge of the world. He now rules the world. Dominion, that's what it means. He is ruler, okay? Dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. The thing I want to point out here is dominion, glory, and kingdom. Okay, so his dominion and his glory. So at the marriage supper of the Lamb, that's where he gets his glory. We don't get our glory at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We get our glory when he opens his mouth on the Feast of Trumpets, when he returns with the two angels with the sharp sickles following him, and the armies in heaven, and then us following in tow, all riding on white horses. And when he opens his mouth, <clears throat> whether we're on a horse behind him, whether we're in the grave, whether we're on the earth, wherever we are, when he opens his mouth and he blows that glory down, as that glory comes out of his mouth, it burns up the sun, the moon, and the stars. They're all dissolved. Okay, now, There is no competing uh, glory with Jesus. He is the light of the world, period. There is no other light. Sun, moon, stars, all dissolved. And that his glory goes to the center of the earth, sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. The hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Now, there's another place in Psalms says, and the hills melt like water running down a steep place. This is when every high place falls, every low place fills in. The crooked places are made straight. The rough places are made smooth. The earth shakes. For 10 days, there's no more mountains, there's no more valleys, there's no more sea. The earth is turned into a nice, round, smooth ball. He makes a new heaven on earth and a new earth on earth, a new heaven and a new earth. And then 15 days later, well, after 10 days of shaking, let me show you that on the chart. <clears throat> okay, so again, he comes down here in a lamb body. Resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. I explain that in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. I can't begin to explain all of this. It's just, it's not complicated. It's just deep. You've got to read it, get the book. Anyway, so 144,000, they walk around with him for 50 days, the everlasting gospel preach here. Then we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, it is about Jesus. We only get a wedding garment there. We do not get our glorified body. 
any mantles, crowns, rewards, nothing. We see him brought before the Ancient of Days, <clears throat> where he is given uh, many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own blood, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Then four months later, he is given a white horse, as we are, the armies in heaven. And then about four months later, we return in tow behind him, watching him use the morning star. As he opened the morning star up, it that's when we get all of our crowns, our mantles, our rewards. That's when eternity hits us. So probably if you're watching this, you're going to be one of them on a horse. You're going to be behind Jesus. That's when you get your glorified body. Some of those that are in the grave, some of those on the earth, but there won't be too many Christians left. Anyway, then for 10 days, the earth shakes until the great white throne. Jesus is the judge there. That's when I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were open. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to the works. The sea gave it the dead which were in them, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That happens here. Then, five days later, I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. That's when the new Jerusalem comes down out of heaven. Now, let me back up here. A couple more things I wanted to show you here. Okay, so now let's go back to the marriage supper of the Lamb. i got to back up a little bit. Daniel seven twenty four, And the ten horns out of this kingdom, or ten kings, shall arise. This is talking about the rise of the world government. And he, that's talking about the Antichrist, shall subdue three of those ten kings. And he shall speak great words, Revelation 13 talks about that, against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, Revelation says, and he'll make war with the saints and overcome them. To think to change times and laws until the time, times, and dividing of time, or three and a half years. So the Antichrist is given three and a half years to rule the world. Then, the judgment shall set, sorry, and they shall take away his dominion, to consume and destroy it unto the end. So that's the morning star destroying his kingdom. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom and the whole heaven shall be given unto us, the people of the saints. Now, yes, it's given to Jesus, but he gives it to us. Why? Because the scriptures say, and he sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, that's talking about the seven sealed book of Revelation 6.1, and to open the seals there, for thou wast slain has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. Here it is. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Here's another scripture. It says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. There's a <clears throat> another scripture where it's talking about the morning star. And... Those people that are judges, and I saw those that beheaded for witness of Jesus, that had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark in his forehead or in his hand, and they ruled and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. I believe those are the people that are beheaded for the name of Jesus, and they are given not only the morning star, but they're also made rulers. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. So that's all talking about 
<clears throat> what happens at the marriage supper of the Lamb and then the days after. Now, let me go back and summarize. I know this is kind of complicated. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Okay, so let's look at this chart. So once again, Jesus comes down here at first fruits. That's the next time he returns. Remember I read for you yesterday in Acts where it says, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up? This same Jesus shall so come in like manner. He left wearing lamb clothes. He left with scars in his wrists and his side. He left in a lamb body. It says, this same Jesus shall so come in like manner. He comes again in a lamb body, not as king of kings and lord of lords. He, he is not glorified yet. He is not able to rapture anybody yet. He comes down in a lamb body, and now he resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. They walk around with him for 50 days. And right before Pentecost, the angel flying through the mist of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. Then we go to the Pentecost, or on Pentecost, we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We see Jesus brought before the Ancient of Days, and there he is crowned, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is where he changes from becoming the Lamb of God to become the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He changes from becoming the Prince of the Kings of the Earth, as he is now, to become the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's given a vesture dipped in his own blood. He's given many crowns. His eyes are as a flame of fire. And on his vesture and on his thighs a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I read that for you yesterday. And then, four months later, Jesus, with us in tow and the armies in heaven, come here for this is Armageddon. When Jesus... See, eternity is darkness. So when Jesus enters into time, that's when the heaven rolls back like a scroll because eternity or darkness in him, uh, there is, there's, uh, woe to those that desired the day of the Lord. For it's not a day of light, but it's a day of darkness and clouds and thick darkness and gloominess. That's not exactly quoted right, but it's close. Anyway, so eternity enters in and time rolls back like a scroll. Then Jesus goes, he brandishes his sword. As lightning shines even from the east unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. This is when he sends his angels out for the four winds of heaven to gather his elect unto the barn. The barn is the new Jerusalem that's coming down 15 days later. So there's, there's just not a pre-trib rapture. It just ain't there. There's not a mid-trib rapture. I'm telling you, we, the, the rapture is about four months before Jesus returns on Pentecost, and we get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, period. That's the only way it fits into Scripture, and this book helps you to explain it. Now, this book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, does not have the word rapture in it. It is not discussing the rapture. I wrote another book that's also available at prophecyclub.com, Here's my book, How Pre-Trib Won. This explains the rapture, that there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture. This is the book on Daniel. This is the one I'm talking about today. This is the one that sells the most, called Miss the Mark. And then this is Dimitri Dudeman and all of his prophecies and testimony and things like that. And the very best deal is right here. 40 books, 
for a gift of $100. You get one set of each of them. Go to prophecyclub.com and check it out, and it will explain to you all about it, of course. And then down below, here's Leslie's books and things like that. Go and check it out. I recommend if you want to have your wealth not lost, if you've got it in an IRA, if you've got it in a 401k, if you've got it in a bank, if your wealth is in paper, as Lindsay Williams said, it's worth the paper it's written on. In other words, it's about to be worthless. So I'll send you to prophecyclubgold.com. You can also reach them. Call 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653. They'll give you some ideas on what to do. That is their job, to help you not lose your wealth. I also recommend you go to josephkitchen.com. Get yourself a machine package. That's the wherewithal to grind the wheat berries into flour, put those into a bread machine with five other ingredients, push about two hours and 40 minutes later and have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. I've had many people email me. They absolutely love the bread. They love the whole idea. And see, because it's long-term storage food. And as in the days of Pharaoh, what fed the world for seven years? It was wheat. I believe wheat is God's food for famines, for God's famine food. It is, there is no perfect one food a person could eat for their whole lifetime and be totally healthy. But in my opinion, bread may come the closest. I mean, why does God call us the wheat? <laughs> wheat and the tares, okay. I think it's because the primary thing we're supposed to be eating is wheat. So go there, and then after you get the machine package, that's all of the mechanical things to make the bread, then you decide how much food you want. By the way, most of your long-term storage food, you're talking nine or $10,000 to feed one person for one year. Did you get that? Nine to $10,000, one person one year. Joseph Kitchen can show you how to do it for about $1,000 per person. We're not talking about half price. We're not talking about 80% less. We're talking about like 90% less than what the other people can tell you that they can get you long-term storage for. I do not know of anybody that can beat that. This is an actual loaf of bread that I actually made. I, I eat bread. I mean, it's, it's, I also have to say that uh, it's brought my cholesterol down. It's brought, brought my blood pressure down. And that I don't get hungry as often. I typically will have a slice for breakfast and a slice for lunch and then a normal meal for whatever. And I've lost, uh, what, oh, 30 pounds over the last year. And in my opinion, I think the primary thing is that did it was, of course, watching what I eat and, you know, all the other things, but bread. So I eat bread as the primary source. And it's also, it'll reduce your food budget, too. Anyway, go check it out.